On this week's Adam Schefter podcast, we've got a great Monday night matchup. The Seattle Seahawks travel to San Francisco to take on the 49ers, and we've got a new wide receiver for each of those teams. Joining us today will be the 49ers newly acquired wide receiver, Emmanuel Sanders, who had three straight 1,000-yard seasons from 2014 to 2016 with the Denver Broncos before they traded him to the San Francisco 49ers. And we'll be joined by the Seattle Seahawks rookie second-round draft pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, DK Metcalf, who's second on Seattle in all receiving categories behind Tyler Lockett. And we'll get a breakdown of the Week 10 storylines from the ESPN analytics guru, Evan Kaplan. But first, the 10-year NFL veteran, a man who was a third-round draft pick by the Steelers in 2010 before he went on to win a Super Bowl with Denver and now plays for San Francisco, Emmanuel Sanders. Joining us now, the two-time Pro Bowl wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. Not the Denver Broncos, the 49ers. They'll be playing Monday night against the Seattle Seahawks. Emmanuel Sanders, Emmanuel, thanks for taking some time in the midst of your preparations for Monday night's game to join us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Adam. My pleasure. I appreciate you doing it. Emmanuel, what has the past couple of weeks been like for you from the moment you got traded to the San Francisco 49ers? Uh, it definitely was a whirlwind. I mean, uh, literally, I walked into Elway's office. He told me you know, I was getting traded. I asked him what team. He said the 49ers. And literally, um, I had my practice clothes on. I was getting ready to go out to practice. So I had to go out to practice because all the guys were at practice. And I shook most of, majority of the guys' hands and told them bye, um, letting them know I got traded. And, um, you know, on my way home, you know, John Lynch calls and said, it says it's time to book the flight. And, you know, uh, three hours later, I'm on a flight headed headed to San Francisco. I get in at like 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock, and Wes Welker is um, at my hotel room, and we're going over the playbook, and the next day I'm practicing. So uh, <laughs> it went by fast. It went by very fast. And for those who don't know, Wes Welker is the 49ers wide receivers coach, somebody who had a tremendous NFL career, former Broncos and Patriots wide receiver. When John Elway, the Broncos GM tells you you're being traded to San Francisco. What goes through your mind? Yeah, I was excited. You know, obviously, I, I love I love the Broncos. I love Denver, but um, you know, I was excited to go and you know try to try to win a uh, win a Super Bowl and chase chase the championship. And uh, you know, obviously, they're undefeated. So I said, all right. You know, it was <laughs> kind of a, a new energy, a new environment, something that I needed. And so um, I was nervous. You know, obviously, I wanted to go out and. I wanted to, you know, go out and perform and, and do well. But at the same time, I was looking forward to the moment because, you know, I, I, I prayed to be back in the playoff contention and, 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 and trying to, you know, attain another Super Bowl ring. And so uh, I was excited and, and I felt it was extremely humbling and uh, I was extremely thankful. Your first game back, which is amazing, with the 49ers, seven catches, 112 yards against the Cardinals. How does that happen? Where you get traded one week, you play your first game for a team, and you come up with seven for one twelve. Yeah, I think uh, you know Kyle Shanahan, um, from a play calling standpoint, is definitely one of the best uh, offensive minded guys that I've been around. And just uh, you know, even from the Panthers game to uh, the last game versus the Cardinals, you know, just how he dials it up in terms of um, uh, predicting the coverage and predicting what the defense is going to do to be able to just get guys open. And, um, you know, I just got to go out and do my job, you know, when the play is called. And, 
you know, I'm thankful that, you know, Jimmy trusted me and Kyle trusted me to go out and make those plays, even though it was my second game, you know, with that organization. What about the idea from a personal standpoint, Emmanuel? A lot of people don't realize this. They think, oh, you get traded to San Francisco. This is great. You're going to an unbeaten team, and that is kind of neat. But what about the idea of moving your entire life? Like in the span of one exactly. week as you're as you're trying to get used to a new employer. Yeah, I mean I've definitely I definitely was in a hotel for a whole week and a half and my family was back. I literally had to go and pick my son up from school, let him know I got traded to the forty ers um and, and, and tell him that I'll see him in a week and a half and um, you know, I just I just moved my family here yesterday. We finally found a house out here. Wow. Um that's gonna allow us to rent for like three months, but you know, it's a whirlwind because I had to take him out of school, and so we got to find him a new school, a new environment. But you know that that comes with the territory in terms of you know me being in the NFL. I know I, I, I you know, me and my wife, we know uh, how the situation goes. But we're excited, you know, about the opportunity. You know, sometimes change is good, and so you know, hopefully this this will end up being good. Did you know anything about the area at all before you got there? I know. I didn't know anything. I didn't even know about the cost of living out here. <laughs> I was, I, I, I was, uh, I was blinded by a lot, a lot of stuff that, that out here. But I love it though. I mean, the weather is beautiful. Uh, the environment is beautiful. It's a bit expensive, but you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm blessed and uh, humbled to be out here. Well, it's a good thing you've made a lot of money in the course of your career because it is expensive to be out there. But it is beautiful. Like when we're going to be out there Monday night, you're playing a football game. It's supposed to be like 75 degrees at kickoff. I mean, that that's not Denver. That's not Pittsburgh, Emmanuel. That's not the East yeah, Coast. That's perfect, yeah. That's perfect. That's perfect. I'm looking forward to that. My muscles my muscles love it even more as well. <laughs> Which, it, it's a crazy thing to think about. How about this? How about the idea that your first home game with the 49ers will be on the same field where you won Super Bowl 50? Have you thought about that at all? Yeah, well, I, I played, uh, I played uh, versus the Panthers. And that, that, yeah, that was uh, – it's crazy. When I got in the locker room, um, a reporter at once, he was like, where was your locker at during Super Bowl 50? And I look over, and it's the same locker that Richard Sherman had in the locker room. Oh, really? And, uh, I walk over to Richard and I said, man, me and that locker, man, we got, we got, we've had a lot of good – we had – uh, we shared a great moment, you know, in terms of, you know, that being my locker during Super Bowl 50 and uh, being being in just the locker room in general during Super Bowl 50, one of the best days of my life. And so um, it's, it's definitely awesome. And in the short time that you spent with your new team, Emmanuel, what has struck you as to the reason that this team is unbeaten and sitting where it is today? Uh, first of all, I think they have a great head coach, you know, I, uh, even from today, um, just just I, I, I enjoy um, watching and hearing him talk uh, in front of the entire team. And in terms of his message, his message is very direct. And um, you know, even though we're sitting here eight and zero, he's not going to allow uh, anything ha- anything to happen uh, in terms of us losing our focus and us losing our concentration. Hmm. Uh, and none of that. He talks to us like grown men. He doesn't talk to us like kids. And so, you know, I, I love that aspect. And um, then just the energy, um, the guys that they brought in in terms of um, there's no there's no clicks on this team. There's no offense, defense, special teams. There's no clicks. You know, everybody fits in. Everybody has a job to do. And um, everybody's energy is just right. It's very positive, which, you know, could be easily easy because, you know, it is 8-0. But uh, I feel like even with this team, no matter what, you know, the circumstances come about, it's just positive energy guys all the way around the board. And, uh, you know, that was the first thing that really caught my eye when I walked in was like, man, like this is um, the pieces that's put in, like um, it's a special unit. You could tell because of the chemistry that goes on in the locker room. 
Does it remind you at all of the team that you won a Super Bowl with in Denver back in Super Bowl 50? Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, a lot of similarities. Um, you know, obviously, um, um, as far as, like, close-knit, yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan, his father, Mike, would tell me when he was a Super Bowl, a two-time Super Bowl winning coach, that Kyle was going to be ten times the coach that he was. That's what he would always tell me. He was that wow, smart and that sharp. Yeah, he's, he's smart. You know, I'm I'm – I'm uh, I'm blessed to you know have an offensive coordinator like that. You know, I, when I when I, even from the Panthers game to uh, the Cardinals game, um, he he definitely stays ahead of defenses and knows uh, what what's going on and knows how to get players open. And uh, you know, um, you know that's everything that I can ask for. Um, you know, I feel like you know, um, you know, I feel like I can go out and get the job done. You know, with a guy like that calling the plays. Emmanuel, before I let you go, you're playing the Seahawks on Monday night. And the Seahawks have been doing some due diligence on one of your former teammates in Pittsburgh, Antonio Brown. Do you think he'll wind up back in the league? Uh, I don't know. That's, that's none of my concern. You know, obviously, if he wants to get back in the league, I hope he gets back in the league. Uh, but, at the, but at the same time, that's, that's none of my concern. You know, um, you know I, I just want the best for him, whatever he wants to do. And so... Uh, you know, with that said, I'm focused on trying to win a Super Bowl, uh, you know, with the 49ers and trying to win a, a game on Monday. Yeah. You know? your, your concern is the Seattle Seahawks. Exactly. <laughs> hey, Emmanuel, I really appreciate taking some time. We'll see you on the field Monday night. Look forward to seeing you there, and thank you very much for the time today. All right, thank you. Joining us now, the second-round draft pick of the Seattle Seahawks, a man who is now second on the Seahawks in all receiving categories behind one Tyler Lockett, and I reached out to him this week because I saw how he just crushed it against Tampa, and he's crushed it during his rookie season. Five touchdown catches this year, tied for the most among rookies, leads all the rookies with 525 receiving yards this season, and there are all these people who doubted him before the draft, and before the draft, D.K. Metcalf came to Bristol, Connecticut. You remember this, D.K.? Yes, sir. And we had a little meeting there before we went on air. And at the time, there were people who were criticizing you, questioning you, wondering if you fall in the draft. And it seemed like at that point in time that you were going to fall. And we had a little talk that day, you and I. And I remember saying to you that it's not where you go in the draft, but where you go in the NFL that will help determine the type of success you have. And it won't be about your first contract anyway. It'll be about your second contract. And don't worry where you go. You want to go to a great organization. And I would say, I don't know if you remember this talk that we had, but it could not have worked out any better for you in where you wound up and the situation that you're now in. Do you remember that talk that that day, DK? I remember it like it was yesterday. Man. I, everything you just said, um, you know, I, I remember you saying it to me. And, you know, it couldn't have been truer. Um, you know, I... I didn't want to hear it at first, um, but sometimes, you know, you got to hear the truth. And I thank you, you know, for telling me that and, you know, giving me those words of wisdom uh, back during the draft process. What do you remember about that talk? When I say that to you, what's your reaction in your mind? Do you say, like, why is this guy raining on my parade? What's this guy saying? Like, is there, was there any part of you that was a little bit miffed about what I was saying? Or did you just take it in and listen to it? Uh, I mean, I listened to it, but then at the same time, you know, I felt like, you know, I was going to go high in the draft. Like, I, I wanted to go high in the draft. But, 
you know, you you spoke wise words, and I, I believe you know it couldn't couldn't have happened any better. I couldn't have landed in you know a better situation uh, than the one I am in now. Uh, I got a great mentor, and Tyler and Russell got a great quarterback. You know, I'm happy to be behind Tyler. You know, whatever my job is in the offense, man, I'm just happy to be a part of the uh, Seattle Seahawks organization. Now I know both those guys, Tyler. They're both impressive. Tyler's incredible. That guy. Right. We had him as a guest in this podcast last month. He blew me away. When did you know that guy was different and special? Um, we were at practice one day or we'll, uh walk through during like OTAs. And then like I I knew he was good, but like I didn't know he was so intelligent and so smart until like he 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 read me one of one of his poems. Oh yeah. And I was like, "All right, so you you're different. You're you're that different." And then, like, when we got to practice and he was making these spectacular catches over the defender and, you know, how he, he runs his route and how him and Tyler have such a great – I mean, him and Russ have a, such a great connection. You know, uh, when uh, Russ scrambles, I mean, he's a, he's a you know, a, a great person, a great football player. You know, he's teaching me, you know, everything that I know. I, I, I would not be here or, you know, in the situation I am without Tyler or, or Russ, you know, take me under their wings when I first got here. And DK, when did you recognize that Seattle was a great place for you to be? Because you get picked in the second round, which I'm sure you probably were not happy about. But you go well, out there, uh, you meet these people, you meet Russell, you meet Tyler, you meet Pete Carroll, the head coach, John Schneider, the GM, Brian Schottenheimer, the offensive coordinator, all the people that are out there. When did you know that this would be a great place for you? Uh, like a month in. Because, uh, you know, when I first get drafted, you know, everybody's happy to get the, the new draft pick, the new draft class. And, you know, that excitement never left. Like, every team meeting was exciting. Every, um, you know, offensive meeting was exciting. And then Tyler and Russ never wavered. Um, even, you know, when times got hard for me, uh, I mean, when I was doing good, they still congratulated me, picked me up, tell, told me things I needed to work on. And, like, they stay on me every day. Um, and they want to see the, they want to see me succeed. And, uh, you know, I, when I see that, it's like playing in college with me. Like, I, I, it's easy to go out there and play on Sundays, or you know, uh, you know, block somebody for Chris Carson, or for Tyler after he catches the ball. Like, it's, it's easy to play football because they welcome you. More of the Seahawks wide receiver DK Metcalf in a moment, but first a word from Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, you can attend the concert or show of your choice and earn credit towards your next live event. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice, all in the Vivid Seats app. To make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. All you need to do is use the Vivid Seats app to purchase tickets and start earning today. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater shows and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program today. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code ESPN25 for 10% off your next order. That's promo code ESPN25 for 10% off. Now, you're from Oxford, Mississippi. You went to Mississippi yes, College. What What is it like to go from Mississippi to the Pacific Northwest, Seattle, Washington? 
it is a culture shock for sure. Um, I'm looking for some southern food anytime I'm out here. <laughs> um, still haven't have yet to find some. Um, but I mean, it's, it's just it's different. It's a lot naturey out here. Um, you know, everybody likes to go on hikes. You know, everybody's real cool, calm, laid back. I mean, that's what I, I kind of like it um, out here. Uh, you know, I'm still getting trying to get settled in. Um, but overall, I mean, it's, it's been a great experience, uh, great city. The fans out here are amazing. Um, you know, they come every Sunday, raise a rock, uh, century link and, you know, they, they welcome me as well. So have you gone on any hikes yourself or you haven't done that yet? Negative. <laughs> <laughs> so no hikes. I'm beat. So, so, so let me make, let me get this straight. No hikes and no soul food in the Pacific Northwest, no. right? So, so far. Uh, please. No, don't come up here looking for it. <laughs> well, hopefully somebody's going to listen to this and is going to find a way to get you some information. Well, I'm sure you've asked your teammates. Like, they, they don't know any good soul food up there. Um, no, sir. Wow. I mean, we we got a we got quite a bit of people from the south, and uh, they they couldn't point me to it. Well, you know, I will say that Seattle's a great city. Back in 1990, way before you were born, let's see. What what year you were you were born here? By my research, you were born nineteen ninety seven. So seven yeah, years right. before you were born, I was an intern in Seattle, and I flew out there. And first of all, it's a very far place. Like you go out there, it is far. It feels far, right? Like it feels like another country in a way. Right. You feel right. that way? Yes, sir. I mean, but, anytime I go home, I always have to connect a flight somewhere. There's no direct flights here. But but it's a beautiful city. Yes, sir. It's a, Especially it, it, like when you come in in the mountains, you know, surrounding the whole area, right off the water. Uh, I mean, yes, it's a, a beautiful city to live in. Spring and summer there, outstanding, DK. I, you know, when you do go on those hikes, if you ever get the chance in the off season, this upcoming off season, you will enjoy that. Some great things yeah, to man. do. Beautiful city to enjoy. Again, you, you landed in a great spot. And, I, and I, I'm sure it's going to continue working. Now, Monday night, you play the unbeaten 49ers. What have you seen on tape about this defense that stands out? Uh, their D-line is unreal. Um, from the ends to the tackles, then they got some experience at DB. Um, I mean, their whole defense looks like looks like they just uh, you know, play as one. And then their offense, you know, uh, Jimmy G is playing real good. The offense is explosive. The run game is nice. So, you know, it's just going to be a great matchup. Um, you know, can't wait to uh, go up there and play them. Uh, but, you know, just can't make the game bigger than uh, what it is. It's still football at the end of the day. You know, we're just going to go up there and uh, compete. You know, you're 21 years old. You turn 22 in December next month. What's yeah. it going to be like for you personally to play on Monday night football? Uh, I mean, like I said, it's going to be great. Um, you know, just taking in every, every uh, game, every experience, every week uh, I can because, you know, being a rookie may suck, but, uh, you know, I'm in a great organization and I love it uh, being the young guy, the baby of the uh, group, of the team. Um, but, you know, like I said, we're just going to go out there Monday uh, and just compete and, uh, you know, get, throw our best shot out there. Well, do me a favor. Before the game begins, make sure you stop by the ESPN set. I want to introduce you to my friend Randy Moss, okay? All right, yes, sir. I want him to have some words of wisdom for you and the things that you can do and follow because he's great about that with young guys. And I know he will deliver 
a memorable message that will stay with you. So I want you to come over to our set Monday night before just to say hello in the middle of your pregame introductions. Give us two minutes to say hello, and we'll look forward to connecting then as we did before the draft, and hopefully that will work out as well for you as it did back in April. Yes, sir. Thank you. That's Seahawks rookie wide receiver DK Metcalf. And before we get to ESPN analytics guru, first a word from ZipRecruiter. Hiring can be a slow process. Cafe El Torres COO Dylan Miskowitz needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he was having trouble finding qualified applicants. So he switched to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter and said he was impressed by how quickly he had great candidates apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. And that's how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash ASP. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash ASP. ZipRecruiter.com slash ASP. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Cap hit. And now we turn to the ESPN analytics guru, my colleague, my friend, Evan Kaplan. Evan, big week 10 upon us, starting with our Monday night game, Seattle at San Francisco. What's your perspective on the matchup? And this is a great one, Adam, man. You look at this game, and we just don't see matchups like this this late in the season on Monday night football. We haven't in a long time, at least historically. This is going to be the third-best combined record by two teams playing on Monday Night Football in huh. Week 10 or later. The 49ers at 8-0, the Seahawks at 7-2, combined 15-2 record. The only two with a better record, a matchup back in 1990, a memorable game between the 49ers and the Giants. And then last year, everyone remembers the Rams-Chiefs 54-51 Classic. So this game has a lot to live up to when you talk about history and two other matchups uh, between teams on Monday night who, who had this strong erection. Then you look at the divisional aspect, too, that for, for as great as the 49ers have started the season, Adam, mm-hmm. a win by the Seahawks, and they're right back in the thick of things in the NFC West. Yeah. Well, this is where San Francisco's schedule starts to turn very difficult and challenging. Not that the first half of the season wasn't, Evan, but this is yep. where they're going to really be tested. I mean, gr- games against Green Bay, at New Orleans, some at, I think at Baltimore, right? Yep, absolutely. The, the, the schedule gets more difficult, and we're really going to see, like you said, they're facing some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL over the over the next few weeks, and it starts in Week 10. I don't think there's been – there's certainly no quarterback who's played better than Russell Wilson. There, there might be no. some who have played uh, close to that level, but you look at him, 22 touchdown passes, one interception in nine games. He's been remarkable. Five more last week. I don't think you can say enough about how impressive he's been this season. He's on an MVP-type pace along with Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson and Christian McCaffrey, and we'll see how that plays out here going down the stretch. But Monday night is the next big step. And so you brought up – it's interesting. You brought up quarterbacks, and you brought up Monday night. And preceding the Monday night game, we've got the Vikings playing the Cowboys, Kirk Cousins versus Dak Prescott. What do we think of that matchup? 
And this is fascinating to me. Guys who you, you can kind of draw some, some, some parallels between these two just kind of anecdotally. They're, they're two quarterbacks who uh, seem to be the franchise guys in the teams they're with, but you still kind of sometimes have questions about them in the back of your mind. And, and Kirk Cousins, is, we've, we've talked about um, all the numbers with him against winning teams in prime time, and, and they came up again last week in the Vikings' loss against the Chiefs. Now, look, let's, let's put this disclaimer out there that we probably make too much out of quarterback wins and we make too much out of quarterback losses. Now, that being said, Kirk Cousins is 0-7-1 on the road as the Vikings quarterback against teams that entered the game with a winning record. Now, he doesn't have a single win in those situations. He'll get another chance Sunday night against the Cowboys team who is in first place in the NFC East and another thing, Adam, you look at this game, this could be a playoff preview. Um, you, you, you take a look at the NFC North, a division that the Packers are in first place right now. Vikings could be a wild card and could be going to Dallas wild card weekend. So an interesting matchup between two quarterbacks who I kind of have a, a similar feel about. I don't know if you agree or disagree with that. I think, listen, both teams have something to prove. The Vikings are coming off a disappointing loss. I'll be surprised if Mike Zimmer doesn't have this team fired up for Sunday night. Fired up. I, would, I expect a great would, Vikings performance. I would agree, and I'm glad you mentioned Mike Zimmer, who will be coaching as a head coach back on the road against the Cowboys for the first time since he was an assistant there for over a decade. So you, I, I think it's a great point. You talk about the motivation with them coming off a disappointing loss in the Chiefs, and then he will have some personal motivation uh, going back and get to, to play against the franchise that he spent so many years with. Now, listen, I'm, I don't know if that's going to be enough to beat Dallas, Evan, but, right. but uh, it's going to be something where I don't think that you're going to have more running backs trample Minnesota. I think they're going to use last week as a challenge. Damian Williams ran all over them. I think Zeke Elliott's going to have a tough time. Now, again, Dallas offensive line runs on anybody. So that'll right. be the challenge that Minnesota faces, but it does shape up as a, a great Sunday night matchup and a great Monday night matchup. Now, one of the great matchups on Sunday will be Aaron Donald going back to Pittsburgh where he played college football. What's your take on the Rams at Pittsburgh? Yeah, you'll see a lot of stories this week about him playing in his hometown for the first time uh, as an NFL player. But remember, he played at Heinz Field, the University of Pittsburgh, Kind of an interesting note I came across that if you look at the four years when he was in college from 2010 to 2013, uh, he had the third most sacks at Heinz Field of any player, NFL or college. Uh, So just kind of a fun note there as he makes his return to Heinz Field. And then look, you you look at the Rams coming off of their bye um, after they beat the Bengals in London. They kind of got right in that game. They've been, look, they've been the best team on the road since Sean McVay became their head coach in the NFL. They have the best road record over the last three seasons. And then you go back to that Monday night matchup, and you think think about two teams in their division who have better records than them in the 49ers and the Seahawks. So the Rams, if they end up making a wild card in the playoffs, could be going on the road. So that's been a spot where they've been very comfortable uh, in McVay's time there. And then let's talk for a second about the other team, Adam, in this game, and that's the Steelers, who lost Ben Roethlisberger, who were 0-3, and, and now they're 4-4, four and four, and they're right in the thick of things in the AFC. That is interesting. And by the way, I didn't realize that the Rams were that good on the road. Like, you don't think of them. I think of Jared no. Goff dominating at home and then being yep. solid on the road but not dominant. Yeah, I would agree. But, yeah, they, they, they 
They certain their offensive numbers are not as impressive on the road, no. but they just kind of find ways to win games. Well, maybe the defense for the Rams and Aaron Donald will step it up as he goes back to his old stomping grounds. Pittsburgh's defense, I think, has been highly underrated this season and been very effective all year long. Mm-hmm. And, again, if they can continue to do that, then that will help this team try to make its postseason push. I would agree, Adam. And, and you look at a team that um, has now uh, won four out of five to, to get to four and four, and this is a team that they do this, they, they do this every year regardless of – uh, with Ben there or whoever is at quarterback. They haven't had a losing season since 2003, and Mike Tomlin has them in position to at least make a push for, for one of those wild cards. And who knows about the division in the AFC North. we still got half a season left to play. Now, the other remaining lone great matchup that caught my eye this weekend, Evan, would be Aaron Jones and Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is a guy that I would put right in the MVP conversation. Aaron Jones has been the back the Packers thought he would be. What's your take on the matchup between those two running backs and teams in Green Bay this weekend? Well, you look at those two backs, and they're 1-2 in the NFL in terms of scrimmage touchdowns this season. So certainly they've been putting up impressive numbers. And I look at the two of them, uh, both from the 2017 draft class also. Uh, McCaffrey obviously went early on day one. Aaron Jones later in the draft. But you look at them, and they kind of um, encompass, along with a bunch of other running backs, kind of the modern-day running back to me. Someone who can run the ball between the tackles. They're a three-down back, but, but they're also so effective in the passing game, and not just out of the backfield. These guys, McCaffrey and Jones, are split out wide. They're in the slot. They're used as receivers in the passing game, which makes them just impossible matchups for the defenses to handle. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see how the Panthers and the Packers defend a running back who they're used to having kind of on their own side. Uh, kind of uh, somewhat mirrors of each other. Jones certainly not as impressive as McCaffrey, um, but off to his, his, the best start of his career, certainly. Well, Evan, it should be a great week, 10. I appreciate the insight you brought today. Thank you for the time. We'll look forward to talking next week and enjoy the games this weekend. Thanks a lot, Adam. You too. And so there's the ESPN analytics guru, Evan Kaplan, breaking down week 10 and some of the intriguing matchups and storylines of the upcoming week. Special thanks to Evan Kaplan. Special thanks to the two wide receivers who will square off Monday night. San Francisco wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders, Seattle wide receiver DK Metcalf, both of whom were kind enough to give us some time for the podcast this week. We thank them both, and we thank you, the listener, for tuning into another Adam Schefter podcast. But before we go, be sure to check out the Bill Barnwell Show podcast this week. Bill and Dan Graziano had their third annual NFL Coaches Hot Seat Draft. And remember to subscribe to the Bill Barnwell Show and Adam Schefter Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.